Uh, we got Director of Public Safety for Escambia County on the line with us, Eric Gilmore. Eric, welcome back to the Pensacola Morning News, sir. Andrew, thanks for having me. Great walk-up music. Thank you, sir. <laughs> I thought you might like that. So, um, I had not been, as I've been saying this morning, I had not been really paying all that much attention to this. I knew it was coming, and I knew we were in the two to the three zone, you know, and I knew overnight it was likely to be bad. Then it's, then uh, Santa Rosa County sends me an email and says, be aware, you know, uh, damaging wind gusts, 70 miles an hour plus, tornadoes, many tornadoes, could be EF2 tornadoes, and, you know, all of, and I'm like, oh. and so I, I, I called you and I said, hey, Eric, how concerned are you about this? And you said... I said uh, it's, the models have uh, increased, uh, rapidly increased for us as far as damage and uh, rain events. Uh, that we will have multiple meetings today. So we're going to have meetings with our uh, state partners and our local meteorology to get a determination on what the impacts uh, could be throughout this afternoon into tonight. And then we'll make our plans based off of that. So, uh, But uh, thank you for having me because I do want to talk about, you know, don't don't take this lightly. Uh, you know, as you said, our, our, our weather is rapidly changing. It intensifies and uh, it does intensify, but I need everybody to be prepared. Take this serious. Uh, look at what's going on. Uh, you know, the, the one thing we can do is we can't prevent the weather, but we can uh, predict and prepare for it. And that's what we want everybody to do. And, you know, one of the things about this that, uh, you know, again, it's we're out of season, right? I think collectively as an area that has to deal with hurricane season every year, you know, when it gets to be the end of November, we're all like, all right, we're done with storms for six months. Yeah. But, <laughs> you know, a couple of years yeah. back, I remember we, we were in the two out of five zone and we got not one, but two different, hur- uh, two different tornadoes on two different two zone days. That was in February, both of those. And, uh, the, you know, I think both were February, if I remember correctly. Anyway, I know one was. And so, you know, things can happen in January. And it's weird to think about the possibility of tornadoes in January. But here we are, rapid changing in the temperatures. These little storm fronts or what she was calling squalls are going to come through overnight tonight. And you do have to be, it might, it might be nothing. But we saw what in, was it Lauderdale that got a tornado over the weekend and blew up some transformers and stuff? I mean, so this is pretty serious, at least possibly pretty serious, right? No, you're absolutely correct. And and we did have those two tornadoes in February. You're absolutely right on that timeline. Uh, people don't realize, or a lot of people do, maybe they'll, they'll, they put it on their mind, like you said. But we do our six months, right? Six months, June to November, and I'm done. Right. Let's, let's, let's hurricane season over with, let's rock and roll. Uh, but no, our, our severe, our localized severe weather is the winter. Uh, that's when we get January, February, and uh, March is where we get our squall lines, our intensified storms. That's where we had the most tornadoes in our area is during that time frame, our winter weather, because we get those squall lines that form out to the west, and they come through and chain up, start uh, forming that squall line wall as they push to the east, and that's where we get our tornado activity out of. So we get our most of tornadoes during the, uh, uh, during the winter months, honestly. Uh, you know, we had the, the two out of three uh, this past summer in June, when we had that tornado hit West Pensacola and then travel over and hit the beach. Yeah. So uh, just uh, two out of three, that's a slight. We're in uh, enhanced right now. We're at a three out of five. Uh, when they tell us a three out of five, you really want to start paying attention because uh, our, our increase for uh, tornadic activity and our increase for uh, localized flooding. So, uh, but you're absolutely right. So, but the winter months are our, our highest months where we get tornado activity around here. And, and also, you know, Having lived through the flood of 2014, you know, which is in, uh, you know, late April, 
it, not the same time frame, but I remember the level of water, okay? And when you're talking about, you know, 12, 14, 30 uh, inches of rain, you know, that's a whole different thing. But as Catherine Daniel mentioned, that clip I played starting off, even though we're not looking at, you know, major rain, we're looking at, what, two to four inches, maybe something like that. In some areas, you know, in certain spots, it might be significantly higher than that. It could be. And because, the, as she said, the dry land, you would think, oh, there's lots of capacity to soak up the moisture. Yes, but, <laughs> yes, but um, the dry creates its own problems. I'm guessing you tell me the possibility of water collecting and moving suddenly underneath road surfaces. You could get, you know, where there's normally support, there's not. You could have instability. And am I, am I reading this? And also, that's why the trees are at danger of toppling over and power lines, therefore. Am I reading all this right? So you're absolutely right. So uh, it depends on the soil, and it depends on the soil type. And this county has various types of soil type throughout, from from the north end, from the peanut cotton fields all the way down to the beaches, that's to the granular sand. Uh, you know, when we have a drought, typically uh, some of your uh, hard pan and everything it, it gets real hard. So now you 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 created a hard pan where you're not going to absorb all the water. It's going to it's going to collect and run off. So you're going to get a lot of runoff on that. Then you can have the soil that's uh, weakened and it's going to actually penetrate a little deeper in the roots. It's going to weaken, weaken the soil. It's not as packed as it was. And you're going to get the high winds come in and blow trees over. So uh, because we're so uh, diverse in our soil types here in Escambia County, and we did go, man, I, you know, all of uh, all of our fall just about and uh, into the early winter, late summer, we had a drought session right there where we had really dry conditions and it impacted our soils uh, here in Florida. So when we get that heavy rain, uh, it could either run off, hard pan it, uh, you know, get out of here, or it could uh, saturate. Uh, the soil is already broken up because it's already hard. It's already been uh, drought conditions, and then blow topple trees over. So, uh, and that, that's it. That's that's the key point I wanted uh, there, for everybody to understand is this is going to be. We will have localized flooding. We just don't know where because it depends on where the cells come in and at. We're not going to have widespread flooding. We're going to have localized flooding, coastal erosion, and high winds. We're going to get a lot of wind out of this, uh, and that's what we're concerned about. When you get gusts up to sixty to seventy miles an hour plus and somewhere around 35 to 40 sustained in certain areas. I want everybody to be aware, you know, do what you do during your tropical storm preps. Uh, take your furniture in. Anything that can fly around, go ahead and secure those things. Make sure everything's secure in your property uh, and uh, you get everything buttoned up. So uh, treat it as you would a tropical storm. Yeah, I appreciate the notes about how to be prepared for, you know, think of how you would prepare for a tropical storm and prepare uh, similarly. And also, because this is going to be overnight, like 3 a.m. till 9 a.m. is what I have heard the latest, and you correct me if that's wrong, is the expected highest level of intensity for this. Um, we could see even some local bridges, you know, aside from the tornado side, we could see if the wind speeds are high enough, we could see some local bridges either closed or sudden gusting can be a problem for your trucks and your vans, right? That is absolutely right. The, the gusting will be, if it's a gust, as we talk about shutting the bridges down, it's got to be sustained for two minutes. I don't know that we'll see sustained, but we'll definitely have gusts crossing, the, you know, going across those bridges. So if you're going to have to traverse a bridge uh, early tomorrow morning, uh, please take caution, slow down, uh, make sure it's, uh, you know, do, tra uh, traverse it as safe as you can. Uh, but we will be monitoring those things. Uh, how much staff? We'll have staff up throughout the night monitoring, I promise you and uh, making sure that we're trying to be as safe as possible and get, and get the message out. Uh, but uh, like you said, another key thing, it is overnight storm. 
So, you know, a lot of people are asleep. Make sure you have multiple ways to receive alerts if you are impacted with severe weather in your area. Make sure you can get woken up if you have a tornado warning. Not a watch, a warning means it's on the ground or something is going to impact you locally. So uh, do make sure you have ways to, to receive messages and alerts while you're asleep time. And I actually had somebody text me earlier when we were talking about this and said, I don't know how to make sure that's right on my phone. Every phone's a little bit different. Okay, so just look it up online, look yes. up your phone model, and then say to make sure your alerts are on and, you know, don't do do not disturb mode overnight because even though you might normally, and I know it's annoying if somebody texts you or calls you, but it's way more annoying that you didn't hear about the tornado in time. Trust me, that's the thing that you really that's want right. to be aware of. Um, and just one, you know, just because it's the kind of thing that people don't necessarily think about, you know, everybody knows, we at least hope, uh, how to prep for a hurricane. Um, but what is the advice if some, if you got a tornado on the ground in your area, if you get a tornado warning that hits off, what do you want people to do, Eric? So I want them to go to the, uh, the most interior room of their home, away from windows, away from the exterior doors. Uh, you, you know, typically it's a bathroom or something like that interior. If you, if it's in a, if it is a bathroom, get in the tub, uh, put blankets and pillows over you. Uh, but if it's a closet, get in the closet, but always uh, barricade yourself, pillows and blankets, but go to the most interior room of your house, uh, away from the windows and away from the exterior doors and barricade yourself in with blankets and uh, pillows. Uh, that's the best thing to do. You know, uh, as we go through the day, if you live in one of those mobile homes or something like that, and if you get a friend that you can maybe go stay with or get out of a mobile home, or if you're in a low-lying area, you know, we have localized flooding, uh, and it might you might get impacted, you know, uh, throughout the day, see if you can go somewhere else tonight and just uh, keep yourself safe. I mean, we know this weather's coming in, so do what you can to prepare and, and make your best possible situation uh, a good outcome in this uh, first severe weather tonight. And, and I'll just tell you, you know, some of the things that we do are, you know, we just make sure the phones are charged. Make sure that um, any key things that I would want to protect in a storm, you know, my laptop, you know, just money, you know, that kind of stuff, have it already in the place that you're going to go hide in and uh, make sure that you've got pets, you know, provided for and make sure that your kids are aware that, you know, this is the kind of thing that can happen because a tornado is not a hurricane. You know, you got days to prepare for a hurricane or tornadoes, you got five minutes, you know, so you got just enough time to wake up bleary-eyed, you know, rub the dirt out, grab the kids and get to the closet. You know, like that's it. So you don't want to be hunting around the house for where's my keys, where's my money? You know, just all be prepared when you go to sleep. Right, Eric? That's absolutely correct, Andrew. That's a good advice right there. You're absolutely right. All right. Well, Eric, I know you got a lot of stuff to uh, to be doing today and throughout the morning, but uh, as always, I appreciate the time. I appreciate the guidance on how to be prepared for this, and uh, uh, certainly I appreciate the work that you and your whole department do to keep us safe across the board of the variety of things that might threaten us. Eric Gilmore, the Director of Public Safety for Escambia County. As always, sir, thanks so much, and uh, let's hope for nothing but be prepared for anything, right? Absolutely. We always want to do that. Over-prepare and hope nothing, you know, prepare, prepare for the worst and then hope nothing happens in the end. So thank you for getting the message out. Thank you for preparing our citizens. And I appreciate you taking time to talk with me today, Andrew. Thank you, sir. Absolutely. Talk to you again soon, sir.